This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Morning Majlis podcast. It's the Morning Majlis. It's the Morning Majlis, uh, continuing our conversation about the Sharjah Architecture Triennial. It is the final month of it. So you've got until 10th of March to check out some wonderful works and take part in those discussions and to talk to us in greater detail about the entire event. We are very kindly joined by the curator, uh, Tosin uh, Oshinowa, who is the curator of Sharjah Architecture Triennial. Based in Lagos. Well, first, firstly, good morning to you. Thank you for joining us today. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, we know that the Sharjah Architecture Triennial has been a massive platform for, for all things architecture, all things art as well. Uh, now, your role as a curator, how's it been? And, you know, you've been flying back and forth between Lagos and, and in Sharjah. Talk to us about the, the few months that we've had of the Architecture Triennial. How, how have they been for you? It's been really great, very, very well received. Um, we obviously had the big opening with the program, but I think what's been really great about this exhibition is that it's been attended quite widely by people from Sharjah, but also people from the wider region, which shows that there is genuinely an interest in architecture and in the interests of the conversation, which has to do with building materials, the climate crisis, um, learning from culture, a celebration of identity through spaces, and really just an interaction in general. And you know, we, you, you touch upon those building materials. I know there was a workshop that took place over this weekend. Yes. Really touching on, on and focusing on sustainability. Yes. Uh, and I want to ask you, how important is it for the future of architecture, not only here in the region, but globally as well, to adopt being sustainable? It's, it's very important. Um, we have a strand in the triennial called Renewed Contextual, which very much is at the foreground of suggesting gentler versions of modernity, working with materials that are natural, which also do not negatively contribute towards the climate crisis, but very much about celebrating what is in a locality and context. Um, for example, the workshop we had was looking at earth bricks and how earth brick construction is very much about not just a heritage, it's about a memory through material, but is also using, um, you know, creating construction that is gentler to the climate mm. and is, is, is not contributing negatively or adding to the issues we have today with carbonization. And so, yes, it is very important that we think about our materials. And the reality is that these materials are available in every region long before industrialization. We built with what we had. So it is very possible. The solution isn't always in concrete. Mm -hmm. So how does um, the triennial engage with the local context of the Emirate of Sharjah, especially in terms of exploring the theme of scarcity? Because I remember you mentioned that as well yes. um, in the beginning of, of the triennial. And what resonance do you expect this to have or it's been having, um, you know, this theme um, within the regional architectural community? Well, I think it's, it's really about building an awareness. And the great thing about, you know, the the format of these kind of exhibitions it's an opportunity to question question how we build how mm -hmm. we've um, moved ahead in our modernity and our urbanization for example in the trainer we have a participant who has been at the foreground of working with rammed earth construction and um, we initially thought it would be very challenging in this region, but what we realized as a principle is actually applicable. Mm. And where in West Africa they would have used laterite, here they've used aggregates and they've been able to create a really great solution. And what's really exciting about having this platform is that there's several construction companies that have come to see the work. And they're going to be a consultant for a lot of projects moving forward in this region. So to teach people how to build in this, in, in this way, this principle, using local materials. I mean, you can't get further 
than that being a really great success of, of the exhibition itself. And I want to talk about this this idea of green building. And I know you mentioned that you know the answer does not always lie on concrete. Yes. Um, if you could talk to us about if you've noticed any projects in Sharjah that, that you think are you know classed proper as in green building codes or following that. And do you think... Uh, that should be the future now. Uh, should we be using these uh, these sustainable materials and what kind of materials can we be focusing on? I think the whole region uh, where the museums are um, very much uh, exemplary of, of mm. building backwards to go forwards. But I, I also am very mindful that it's not a direct solution. We cannot just say it's a, a swap A for B. Mm. It really is about creating hybrids. Um, even the use of concrete can be done in such a way that it is more sustainable. Um, it, it goes down to the type of glass we specify, you know, making sure that we're reducing our energy consumption. I mean, there are many ways to mm. approach sustainability. The most important thing is to, to have these conversations mm. and so designers can consciously start to use these principles in terms of how they they build better for the buildings they, they, they currently have and for the ones that we will propose in the future. And to make it effective, you could say it needs to have international practice. Um, and I want to touch on how influential Sharjah is in the architecture practices and initiatives that we're implementing here across the uh, Middle Eastern region, but also the North African region. Yeah, I think Sharjah is, is, is quite relevant because I think Sharjah actually has a very different approach to its urbanism than the, than the, the other Emirates, you know. I mean, if, if for, for anybody who's coming into the, the region, you will see that even in terms of the urban fabric, it's a very different urban fabric mm. to the other Emirates states. And the irony is I would almost look at this in relation to Amsterdam and and um, and Rotterdam, you know, Amsterdam still has very much that earthy culture tradition, whereas Rot uh, Rotterdam is very urban. It's mm -hmm. you know, it's it's the high rises, and I think you know. Without realizing it, the intangible of the way you build, it also builds a life and a culture and a, and, and a place. And, you know, Sharjah is very much from this region. And even though it is still very modern, you do get that feeling in the air that this place very much is about a celebration of culture, which then goes back to this idea mm. of sustainability. Mm -hmm. It's amazing, isn't it? Now, in terms of workshops you've, you've been organizing, and you talked about some of them as well, um, who are they targeted at and, and can, what can we learn from them? We've we've had workshops for different for different demographics, and I think this is really important. We've we've had um, we we actually had in the marketplace this weekend. We had a chess tournament that was mm. held for children who were under 15. Um, that's a particular demographic. The workshop that happened on Saturday was for um, people at university age, so people who are young designers who are at the beginning of their careers to start to get them to think in a different way from how teaching would have been done, I guess, 10, 15 years ago. Um, we've had panel discussions with involved professionals. I think we've been very intentional to ensure that we have a very wide demographic that interacts with the exhibition. The, the reality of architecture, it influences all of our lives. It's all around us. So irrespective of your age group, it's important to have that relationship. And we've ensured that we've done that with the, a, the public engagement we've had. Um, across the exhibition. Yeah, and continuing on that note, um, what overarching goals um, or messages does the Sharjah Architectural uh, Triennial um, aim to convey through its diverse range of events and installations to, to the audiences? It's important that we have these conversations and these engagements. It's important that people understand how their cities come about. It's important that architecture is not just for architects, that architecture speaks to people. And, and there's, a, there's a wider understanding of 
of the decisions we all make. Um, this exhibition in particular is very much about um, building awareness about the climate crisis and the responsibility we all have as individuals and how, you know, in our daily lives we can contribute or not contribute towards, you know, the, the problems, but also the importance of understanding and, and celebrating and, and understanding and appreciation of the architecture that surrounds us and why it's important mm -hmm. to think about the materials and and um, and think about how it relates with your identity and your culture. We've we've got this massive buzz, buzzword of the room, globalization. It's mm. afforded us many advantages, but it's also sadly also reduced, you know, the beautiful nuances of our diversity. Mm -hmm. And we want to ensure that people understand it's okay to be global, but it's also okay to be local and to be able to celebrate that in itself but surely when you're implementing practices and initiatives that have to be sustainable you want viewpoints coming in from across the globe and i know that there's loads of architects coming in to the Sharjah architecture triennial is it important to have all of their voices heard to come out with the best solution yes that's very much uh, very very important um we have 29 participants from 26 different countries so in terms of the work on exhibit it very much is showing that diversity but Sharjah is this amazing convergence point where we've had these conversations Amazing. Now, I'd like to pitch in the spot as well. I know you've been doing regular visits to Sharjah. Are there any particular buildings that really captivates your attention? Say, oh, I love the architecture behind it. Whether it's sustainable, whether it's historical, uh, which which buildings would you I'm going to give you a very boring answer. Okay. <laughs> I really love the Al-Qasimi school that we inhabit. Oh, yeah? oh wow. Um, I think what's really important is this building is a building that was designed as a tropical modernist building. It actually still functions very comfortably as a tropical modernist building. And it highlights a period in time that we don't tend to see as very progressive today, mm. but it produced an architecture that is still very beautiful. Um, what the Triennial has done, which is to you know create an adaptive reuse building, just shows that there's so many ap applications of how these buildings can be used. And we don't always have to think to th throw away the old and in with the new. Amazing. Have you been to the House of Wisdom so far? Oh, I have seen it from a distance. <laughs> you have to. I have not been inside. Mm. Uh, another building that I've been to that I was so blown away with is the Bia um, headquarters. Yes. Oh, wow. That's another one. I mean, one. to be honest, I was like a kid in a shop with sweets. I was nice. just there. True. It, I mean, it was shameful. I was just there with a the camera, mm -hmm. you know, back and forth, photographing absolutely everything. Yeah. But spatially, it's it's so exciting to see mm -hmm. what, you know, Zaha Hadid achieved with that space. Absolutely. And talking about sustainability, I mean, you yeah. have to exactly. sort of touch on the Bia. <laughs> Headquarters. Yes. Wow. Well, it's an exciting time for sure when we're talking about architecture here in the region. So thank you very much, Tosin Oshinowo, the curator at the Sharjah Architecture Triennial, for joining us this morning and answering all those great questions. Thank you so much for having me. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 7 a.m.